Listen to what a retired Homeland Security Special Agent Bob Wallace said about Barrel Buddy. He said, I spent 40 years in law enforcement. First, I was a badge and gun federal agent, then private contractor. I've used just about every product on the market to clean my firearm. This now is my favorite, Barrel Buddy. He said, the circular cleaning within the bore cleans the grooves better than anything I've ever seen without the possibility of scratching the bore. It lives up to its claim and is worth every single penny. I have to tell you, um, Barrel Buddy is changing the game on cleaning your guns. If you don't, you don't have a gun, you should get one. Um, but it takes all the residual particles and uh, it doesn't leave any of them. There's no mess. It cleans by scrubbing and collecting the particulates throughout your gun's bore. And then it absorbs any remaining residue and buffs the interior surface clean. It's really amazing. Go to BarrelBuddy.com right now. BarrelBuddy.com. Get your uh, pack and see if it just doesn't revolutionize your world and cleaning your gun. BarrelBuddy.com. Thanks to you, Mercury One has uh, brought another flight of Americans home from Israel, but we couldn't have done it without one man. Uh, this guy is truly an amazing guy and a hero. I'm going to introduce you to him in 60 seconds. First, today's the last day to get the Great Tuttle Twins book for free. If you're worried as I am about the next generation's lack of understanding about both history and the law, I think you'll agree with me that maybe it's time to do something about it. Today's youth is in serious danger of losing almost everything to the forces that want to take it. Good news is you can protect your kids and grandkids from bad ideas just by teaching them the powerful truths. And that's what the Tuttle Twins want to help you do for free. Today is the last day you can get this free book. It's the Tuttle Twins Learn About the Law. It explains how good laws help everyone. Once your kids get these lessons, they're going to be that much more likely to be immune, inoculated from bad ideas like woke wokeism and Marxism. But they'll see them for the garbage of what they really are. Good ideas are literally the only antidote to bad ideas. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the book for free. Just pay for shipping at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. We have Congressman Corey Mills on the phone. He is a Republican from Florida. 
Uh, he's a decorated U.S. Army combat veteran, recipient of the Bronze Star. Uh, he left Florida, serve his country first in uniform, then to go to the uh, State Department, Oof. Uh, and then other government agencies in both Afghan, uh, Afghanistan and Iraq. He has spent most of his life serving our nation, and he is one of the first guys to get onto a plane and get people out if the United States government has left them behind. He served in the 82nd Airborne Division, and he is on with us now. Corey, hello. Glenn, thanks so much for having me. No, no, no. Thank you, honestly, for for everything that you are doing. We we couldn't have done what we did without you. Um, and well, you, you guys have been amazing, Glenn. I mean, honestly, you, Mercury One, Patriot Mobile, all the amazing donors that supported us on today's flight. Uh, you know, it, it this couldn't have happened without everyone coming together. And it's sad. You know, just two years ago, Glenn, and you know this because I can remember uh, your flights out of Mazar Sharif. You know, two years ago in 2021, our team and I ended up conducting the very first successful overland rescue of Americans for a mother and three children born and raised in Amarillo, Texas. And when I saw the horrendous and just the barbarism that was going on by Hamas in Israel, I knew that this administration was not going to stand up and do what was necessary to protect the lives of American citizens. I knew that they had no plan, no strategy, and that their failed foreign policy would continue to lead to these types of incidents. And uh, again, I'm just thankful for you and, and Mercury and all the rest who came to support us in this. Um, we, we got 159 people out today. Uh, that combined with 96 that we had done from ground operations, I personally conducted 77 uh, of those with, with my team on the ground in Israel from uh, Tiberias to Nazareth to Haifa to the West Bank to Jerusalem. Um, first time ever in Israel was actually saving Americans, but I believe that was God's purpose is to allow me to see his holy land in a, in a, in a way that I can only see it, which is to help those in need. So... Um First of all, thank you again for what you do. Um, we, we, we should get on the phone uh, together sometime off the air and just uh, make sure that you, whatever you need when you need it, that we're your first call because you're doing amazing work. Um, and we would love to support you right off and not have to wait, you know, and go, hey, look, they're not doing anything. What should we do? Um, well, cur- courage is contagious, as you know. I mean, my whole reason for running for office is because I wanted to be a statesman who was about action and not a politician who was about talk. We have more than enough of those in D.C. And so, uh, you know, I, again, it was one of those. And, and so, so if everyone knows not a single dollar of taxpayers funding, not a single dollar of anything that I'm doing is coming. It's my personal funding that I put into this. I put... Uh, a couple hundred grand into the Afghan rescues. I've done about the same into to Israel. I've uh, mm-hmm. been very blessed in my career. But, but you know, I want people to understand that, you know, if you're sitting at home and you say, well, I don't possess this military background or I don't know people in these countries in the way I can try and help them out or I don't know contacts, you know, the smallest of, of things to try and support other organizations who are doing it is such an impact. And it really is playing a part into this. This is driven by your faith driven by my faith and driven by what I believe America truly represents. You know, the person that sits in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue is not the person who represents 
all of America's spirit. Thank you. They have to understand that at the end of the day, it's the American people. It's American exceptionalism. It's our American values that actually cause us to be able to continue to try and fight for what is right. And when I know that there are people in need, when I know that there are American citizens who, who are stranded or, or trapped or who are left behind, I can't sit on my hands and do nothing. I can't, when I know for a fact, you know, C.S. Lewis used to talk about his talents, that you're blessed with these talents. And it's essentially your capabilities, your capacities, your, 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 your skill sets. And, you know, I feel like I've been blessed with, with my talents to be able to do as much as I can with them while I'm here. And I want to make sure that, you know, when it is my time, I'm able to be able to be confident in saying that, you know, are you happy with all that I had done with all that you had blessed me with and all that you had given me? And I think that that's a really big thing. And, um, uh, you know, it just it, it's just I think that being a, a, a elected official who is trying to build confidence back that our government isn't going to strand you, build confidence back that there are people here who do care, uh, build confidence back that there are those of us who are truly here for the right reason because we want to represent America. I mean, that that's really another purpose for me because I've seen where, deservingly so, Congress has had a extremely low uh, level of, of, of approval, and, and I can understand that. But I can tell you that there are many members like myself, and especially our new speaker, Speaker Mike Johnson, who is really going to represent the American people and do what is right for you, and we will continue to fight for the American spirit. Well, you know, most of us don't know who he is. Um, I know he's a, a deep man of, of faith, and, you know, I don't know anything else about him other than that. His voting record is, you know, about where McCarthy's was. But I will take a man of deep faith every single time. Well, not only that, but he's a constitutional lawyer, so he's exceptionally constitutionally principled. He truly does believe in limited government, so much so that he is ensuring that our House of Representatives is decentralized, where it is a members-driven, not speaker-driven solution. He's demonstrated that. Wow. He's shown that from day one. The other thing that's amazing about Mike is Mike is a true man of integrity. And if you think about those two things that you just mentioned, the fact that he believes and he's dedicated to faith and also that he's a constitutionalist, why those are so important? Because they literally go hand in hand. Our United States Constitution, its yeah. entire reasoning was to protect our inalienable rights on our Christian Judeo faith. And so when you've got a person who is a person of faith, when you have a person who truly understands that our limitations, our parameters, our guidelines for federal government is limited to that of the Constitution, if you understand the Tenth Amendment where it says that not the Constitution falls upon the individual states and individuals, then you know that we have to limit federal government overreach yes. into our lives, into our businesses, and that we have to get back to what America truly represented by our founding fathers. I really feel like we have entered a time of choosing, kind of almost like a, a last window here. Get out while the getting is good and stand with life and make your choice now. Um, because we are, we're at a crossroads where um, the two can't coexist side by side. We, we can't have, you know, a, a, a country that stands by the, the sanctity of life and the decency to everybody um, and yet have so many protesters um, around the country that are screaming for the death of Jews. Um, it, it, and it's it, we're just in this weird place, I feel like right now, that it's so important for everybody to 
to choose. Can you tell me a little bit about what you felt on the on the ground in Israel and what maybe the, the bombing of Syria last night might mean? Well, we knew that uh, the entire incident, I was a geopolitical analyst for a while. I was a SECDEF advisor under the Trump administration. Um, we knew that the talks that were going on after the Abram Accords to try and continue to normalize relations with Israel, to try and recognize Israel, um, was really starting to grow. I mean, if you, if you go back in time, you think about 1979 for Israel or for uh, Egypt and 1994 for Jordan, then you all of a sudden start having these Gulf countries come in. And then you had what is literally the Mecca for uh, most of the Middle East, which is there in Saudi Arabia, who are now trying to normalize relationships. And Israel, of all people, could not permit such a thing to happen because it would have weakened them as well as their allies because there is this geopolitical alignment of china russia iran and north korea the true axis of evil and so you know when we look at this we knew that it was going to lead to people like general secretary hassan nasrallah uh, of hezbollah and lebanon starting to come to the fight we knew uh, out of Iraq, you were going to start seeing people like uh, Kais Kazali and Hadi Alami, who run the proxy militias that were started up by the Quds, former Quds uh, Force commander Qasem Soleimani starting up. You know, the Houthis were going to get involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is going to be an all-out destabilization. But one of the main reasons for this is not just failed policy, but weakness invites aggression. Oh, yeah. We've never had a weaker president in the White House than this. And I, w- I-, I want to comment on one of the things that you just said, Glenn, when you were saying, you know, the the things that we're hearing in the streets and, you know, I'm all for protecting our constitutional rights to include the first amendment, yes. but you're hearing all the things that's going on. This shouldn't shock anyone of faith. And the reason why I say that's because we already know that at the end of days, what is right will be wrong. And what is wrong will be right. My grandfather reminds me of this all the time. When I go into these tirades where I just start coming in and going, God, I can't believe this, or I can't see this, right? I, I, you know, you wouldn't believe the hypocrisy here. And sometimes he'll ground me, and, I, and this is a great thing. I was I was, in, I was adopted by my grandparents. Uh, kind of had a unique background. My my mom and dad came from a broken family where both of them had substance and drug abuse issues. Uh, my dad spent over thirty years in prison, and my mom spent over seven and a half years in prison. Uh, and I bounced house to house until my grandparents finally adopted me. But we were always rooted in faith, and so when he when he tells me things like that, which is, son, don't don't worry. In the end of days, what is right will be wrong. What is wrong will be right. But we will also be tried under the same types of trials and tribulations that Job faced. So keep your faith, because that's what's going to be tested in those end days. Um, that, that's another just driving factor, you know, because we already know how this movie plays out. We know exactly what's going to happen with the destabilization of the Middle East. We know that, you know, God and, and, and the rest of the nation will continue to stand with the people of, you know, the Israelites. And so it, it's one of those things where I, I look at this and as much chaos as it's going on, I'm still able to find the peace and find the calm. And today was one of those days where when you see people's face and one of the stories, Glenn was a, a, a family who was literally going to the airport. And as they were getting on the road to get to the airport, a rocket had made it through the iron dome and hit the, the light pole that was on the side of the road, right where they were driving. I mean, put pieces of, of, of metal and things like this into their vehicle. And so many people that came off that plane told me we got out just in time. You're an amazing man. Uh, I would love to uh, do a podcast with you, Corey. Um, uh, thank you so much. Is 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 what happened last night? Um, is Iran prepared to fight? Is this going to draw us in? Is this going to become a bigger 
I think it's War. a much bigger thing. I think what's going to end up happening is is that China has to make their play to become a hedge of money. You know, their goal ultimately with Russia was to eliminate the U.S. dollar from being the global currency. They wanted to utilize OPEC with a petrodollar, W-H-O-W-E-F, to try and be weaponized against the, the West. They want to achieve the Belt and Road Initiative, which was expanding the Eurasian border, taking over Africa and Oceania, not just to control the supply chain resources, but also because they're really out to um, essentially choke off the uh, Western Hemisphere of any of our raw materials and rare earth mineral mines that they now control 15 of the 16 rare earth mineral mines across across the world. And so... um, what they're doing right now is looking to choke us off on Mediterranean, Red Sea, Black Sea, Persian Gulf. But then look at our own hemisphere, Glenn. We now have where they're utilizing economic coercion with Panama and Honduras to control the Panama Canal. They're now utilizing their marriage of convenience with Russia for the Chavez of Venezuela, Pedro and Colombia. Venezuela, who now has a 400 football field large by satellite that no one is talking about. The spy and training military bases that are actually linked there in Cuba, 92 miles off of my state in Florida. But this is about trying to make a play to unify Taiwan. This is about a play to eliminate the U.S. dollar from the global currency. This is about a play to try and sink the West. And they think that this is their only opportunity. And they have to bring us into a, another endless war. And this is the thing that I'm against. I'm against us continuing to get into these endless wars. I'm all for supporting the defense of Israel. But I also think that we have to stop looking at things in singularity and start looking at things more analytically, where we link all of Thank these you. together and understanding what the actual true purpose or intent is of our adversaries. And what's worse, we're funding this, Glenn. The money that we borrow from the nations that are adversarial and the supply chain mechanism in which we rely upon are the very people who want to eliminate us. This is why it's so important for us to start thinking, not from a kinetic gun-to-gun, bomb-to-bomb, bullet-to-bullet, but start thinking economic resource and cyber warfare. Start thinking of the evolution of how things have actually transpired. And start getting back to an America First agenda, Glenn, that allows us to have dominance on security for our, our energy sector, securing our borders, protecting our children, and just putting America first again. We're talking to uh, Congressman Corey Mills from uh, Florida on a return flight from Israel, where he has just uh, brought a second uh, plane load full of of Americans uh, back to safety. Um, I I have one more question for you, Corey. I'm going to present it to you and then I got to take a one minute break and then we'll come back for your answer. But how long will do you think we have before the entire world knows or at least Americans really understand what we're facing all those that are asleep when will this hit so we all get it um we'll go to your answer here in 60 seconds the world is short on good news right now but here's some because people like you every single day the ministry of preborn is helping to rescue 200 babies from being aborted think about that 200 beautiful human beings what they will do the chance just to survive because of you Preborn offers free ultrasounds, so expecting mothers get to meet their unborn child and hear their little heartbeat beating. But that's not all. They also care about the moms as well. They know these women feel trapped, so they give them maternity clothes, doctor visits. Uh, We help them when they're choosing life for a full two years. And out of all this, it happens because of generous people like you who believe in saving lives and giving what you can. A $28 donation can 
actually save a baby's life and a mom's life. Just dial pound 250, say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. Or donate online at preborn.com slash Beck. That's preborn.com slash Beck. Sponsored by Preborn. 10 seconds, station ID. So, Corey, I was talking to um, our military guy uh, on my staff, and he said he felt that we are still ways away from a, a global war, um, but this was the beginning of things. Uh, what, are you, what are you sensing? You know, one of the things that you're talking about is when will we be awake? You know, the last time that America was truly awoken to the atrocities of what occurs and the threats against our nation was really during 9-11. Yes. And I hate that it takes such horrific things to occur before we unify the nation and before we understand that we can't do the devil's work for them. We can't be the adversarial's right hand to go ahead and diminish and destroy and divide ourselves here at home. You know, it's the old saying, united we stand and divided we fall. I think that I think everyone needs to be more awoke to the fact that what is occurring abroad can happen here. And one of the key things that we need to be looking at is that southern border. We need to be questioning, why is it that this administration and their cabal is working so hard, tirelessly, to keep our borders open when even last month we had over 270 people that were captured that were already on a terrorist watch list. Jeez. That's what was caught, not what was released, not what was, had made it through. You know, we're talking about 11 million people. If you combined all of the illegals who have come across since Joe Biden has been in president, it's the second largest densely populated city in America. We know what a handful of people can do as a small cell. And we have to start understanding that we have to start addressing the key issues here. Securing our border is I, number one. I, I pray that you and our new speaker and those who see the light can actually bring us back into some sanity on that. Corey, thank you so well, much. We passed a great bill, H.R. 2, Glenn. We just got to get the Senate to do their job. It's uh, Congressman Corey Mills, a Republican from Florida. Thank you for all you do for bringing Americans home from Israel and before that, Afghanistan. God bless you. All right, final uh, final chapter of the program for the week. Next. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, there are things I recommend um, that you do. All things that I'm willing to do myself or do do myself. Um, but I also ask you to do your own homework. Never Never take my word for things. Never. Please, I don't ask for your trust. Make sure it's right for you and your family. I want to tell you about a product and a service with a company that I think you can take it to the bank, and that is Goldline. I have been doing business with Goldline for almost 20 years now, and I have purchased all the gold, unfortunately, that I lost in that lake, that boat accident. Oh, was, You're the worst boatsman. I am. I, I thought it would be good there in my tackle box. That's and a it, terrible idea. I know I now. told you that. Uh, I know beforehand. now. Yeah. Oh, well. well, and on certain times, diversify with Goldline. Buy five one-ounce gold legal tender bar cards. You're going to get one two-ounce silver maple flex, also 20 copper Mayflower rounds, and 50 mind-your-business silver bars, all for free. 
Just call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or go now to goldline.com. They're waiting for your call. Just ask them for the information. Please act today. 866-GOLDLINE. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The new site is up. You're going to love it. Use the code Glenn Plus. You'll get 36 bucks off your subscription. You know why we're having so many problems right now is because we have chosen to forget eternal truths. Water will wet, fire will burn. We think there's a special exception because, oh, we're new and enlightened when we're not. Let me show you the truths that we have lost by losing one story, the story of Adam and Eve. God's creation makes order out of chaos creates distinctions, puts everything in its place, light and dark, land and sea, animal and human, and yes, male and female. And without order, there is no life. A living cell is perfect order. And if it is becomes disordered, it causes cancer or the cell dies. Disorder is a disease, disease. Out of order, it means broken. Eden is usually represented like a walled garden, perfect, protected order within. And then the snake pops up inside the wall. Things start coming undone. One has to assume that the creator of the snake could have kept it out. I mean, if that had been his will. One has to assume that if it had been his will, Adam and Eve's creator also could have kept them from eating the fruit. He could have made the fruit repellent. Instead, he made it appear good to eat, a delight to the eyes, and a source of wisdom. What's going on here? Humans would rather choose knowledge of good and evil, wisdom, reason, and yes, moral and physical struggle over a life of uncaring, unknowing security. That's one thing that we should learn. However eternal, until eating of the tree of knowledge... The tree of eternal life is not forbidden, but the two cannot be had together. So what does this tell us about our true nature? What does this tell us about who we're meant to be? In times like these, it is so important to find lessons on parenthood in stories. This one may be God telling us how to have kids. At first, you provide for their every need, protect them from the world. You keep them from knowing about certain things they're not ready for. But sooner or later, that ends. The snake gets in or they just start asking questions and seeking for themselves the answers to what you have not told them yet because they already know there's more. And sooner or later, you have to push them out of the garden into the world where they will have to fend for themselves. They can call. You'll always answer the phone. But they can never come back in. They can never again become helpless and innocent. They're going to have to struggle, find their own way, make their own choices. Because that's what it's all about. Choice. And you know they're going to get it wrong now and then. That's important. Not may get it wrong. They will get it wrong. They'll fall on their faces. They'll choose poorly. No maybes about it. Trust me, I have four kids. You can prepare them the best you can. You can give them the best advice you have. In God's case, he gave us a book. You know, it's pretty good. I mean, if 
It's quite a page turner if, if you can make the time. And then you push them out because that's their nature. That's how it works. That's the only way they can become who they really are, who they're really meant to be, who they really need to be, who they will choose to be. Without that, they'll, they'll forever remain incomplete, unfinished. But then comes Cain and Abel's blood screaming out from the ground because sometimes they will choose that poorly. And because his eyes open, man saw himself in his nakedness and his vulnerability, his mortality. He knew he could be hurt now. And he also knew how to hurt others. That too, unfortunately, seems to be part of it. Knowledge of good and evil and with it choice, always choice. Adam and Eve are kicked out of the Garden of Eden. They found out from now that they'll have to earn their keep. That they have to defend against the snakes. Told they have to strike its head, no less. A bit later in the book, after the flood, Noah's descendants, all of us, are commanded to execute murderers. That's the only law that appears in every one of the five books of Moses. Execute murderers. It must mean that it's important, and quite frankly, in this time of Hamas and Hamas programs, execute murder seems like a good idea. This week, I've really focused on a time of choosing. It's been the theme all week, and I can't tell you how strongly I am, uh, I am prompted to tell you those who do not choose now will be left behind in confusion and darkness, and they will become part of the problem. You've got to make a choice on do you choose life or do you choose death, and it's going to get harder to choose life. That's why you have to do it now. The time of choosing is always true. It's always a time for choosing every single day. Choose good or evil, life or death, truth or the lie. But the times we live in now, death, the choice of death is getting more enticing, apparently. For too long, too many people have refused to make the uncomfortable choice. They prefer to remain seated and quiet. And then somebody else can take this one. I don't want to be one of those people. Oh, don't get involved. I don't really have to choose, do I? Yeah. Yeah, you do. There is no such thing as not choosing. My father used to tell me, I am is the most powerful words in any language. I am. Because what you follow it with, I am is the name of God, and you are using God's power to create whatever you say I am. And if you don't say I am good, I am a force for good. If you don't say that, I am complete. I am happy. Someone else in the world will fill that blank in. They're dying to fill it in for you and others. You have to make a choice, is what he used to say to me. Basically, what Bonhoeffer said, not to choose 
is to choose not to stand is to stand because you're going to stand whether you choose it or not. If you choose one way, you're making a choice and you're actively engaged. If you don't choose, you're just letting somebody else or the world, the way it's going, choose for you. The conflict between the Jews and the Arabs. There's two half uh, half brother sons of Abraham, Isaac, father of Jacob, Israel, Ishmael, ancestor of the Arabs, the Arab people. But right now we're, we're not only faced with Ishmael. The spirit of Cain has come to visit. Blood screams out from the ground. And it's soon going to be overwhelming. But here's the good news. We make it. If we all choose life and good and decency, if we choose the Bill of Rights, that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, I don't care if you're an Arab, a Muslim, a Jew. I don't care. You're a human and you're a brother of mine. And unless you are violating the rights of others. I will stand with you. But I know who I stand for. I know what makes me and compels me to stand. Those with faith. There's a great book out written by a friend of mine called. Oh, shoot. What was it? Uh, it was. Um, the survivors club, right? Wasn't that what it was called? Yeah. Survivors, it was survivors club. club. Yeah. And it's what all people who survive great tragedies, accidents, you know, plane crashes, whatever it is, what do they all have in common? What do the survivors club have in common? And it is faith in a higher power. Today, tomorrow, this weekend, all days, Choose. Choose. What a gift that is. If you're a shooter, I'm sure you notice that ammo prices have gone through the roof and it's only going to get worse. Every time you go to the range, it's like you're literally setting money on fire just trying to get better. And I think ammo, if we indeed do go to war, God help us, please. No, Lord. But if we do go to war, uh, that's going to be harder and harder to come by. And you don't want to waste your ammunition. If you um, if you want to keep your skill up, which you have to do, would you consider Mantis X? It is a high tech, easy to use system. It's used widely by the military, started with the Marines. Now everybody's using it. It helps improve your shooting quickly. Ninety four percent of shooters improve within 20 minutes of using Mantis X. I'm one of them. You attach it to your firearm, connect it with an app on your smartphone or your your tablet via Bluetooth, and then it doesn't matter if you're dry, you know, you're firing uh, actual rounds or dry firing. It tracks everything that you're doing with the barrel of that gun and it shows you live on a screen. It tracks while you're aiming, it tracks while you're pulling the trigger, it tracks everything and then it tells you exactly how to correct that. It's amazing. Start improving today. Save money, save your ammunition. Keep your powder dry. Get yours at mantisx.com. That's mantisx.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck uh, program. Something really uplifting tomorrow. Uh, Max Lucado uh, joins me for the podcast. It's already available at uh, blazetv.com. It'll be wherever you get your podcast or on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Glenn. I want to uh, play something uh, with Max Lucado talking about prophecy. Listen. Cut seven. If you didn't think World War II was the possibility of Christ returning, I don't know what was wrong with you, uh, except maybe you had read enough of the Bible to go, there's not enough, you know, to say it. it's this time. We've got Gog and Magog, Magog. for the very first time <laughs> uh, conspiring against evil, I mean, yeah. against Israel. Yeah. I mean, are, are, is, I mean, yeah. nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody but doesn't knows. It, it looks. Brother Glenn, it, I mean, all the players are in place. Okay, so the big, thing, the big difference between right now and even World War II is the existence of, of the Israel. state of Israel. Right. I mean, that's the prophecy. Nobody, I, I'm sympathetic with some student of prophecy from 200 years ago who says, well, this is never going to happen. How in the world could the Jews ever repopulate the nation of Israel? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the greatest miracle. Mm-hmm. And so that, that miracle, that sign, it seems to me, Glenn, announced that we're in the final, the final days. Because so many things, Israel has to be a nation for many of the prophecies to be fulfilled, namely the reconstruction of the temple. And so there has to be a national Israel in order for many of these things to happen. Well, now, it, it, it wasn't there 200 years ago, 300 years ago, 400 years ago, but it's there right now. And so I think the, the, the discussion of what we're seeing on the world stage is a discussion that we need to have both politically, but even more important, spiritually. Because something is happening here that has never happened in any generation in history. I don't know when Christ is returning. I don't. Mm-hmm. No one knows. Yeah. But we are told to look for the signs. In fact, Jesus was critical of those religious leaders. He said, you see red sky at morning. You know it's dawn. But here I've given you sign after sign, and you have not watched. And so there's, a, there's an expectation that in addition to viewing what's happening geopolitically, we have to interpret it spiritually. I will tell you that I've said so many times here recently you know, when the Bible was being put together, it's not like it's not like God said, you know, the Jesus part. We went all soft. Let's go out with a bang. You know, let's freak everybody out in the last <laughs> book of the Bible. He didn't do that. He gave that to us so we would not be freaked out. Mm. He gave it to us so we'd look and we'd know and we'd know Hmm. That great change is coming. Yes, yes. Right? Yes. He did these things not to scare us, but, but to prepare us. He right. told us these things so that we would not panic. See to it that you are not troubled, Jesus said the night before his crucifixion. And then in the Olivet Discourse or the Sermon about End Times, Jesus said in Luke 21, lift up your eyes, your redemption draws near when you see these things coming. So rather than panic, which nobody faults anybody for their anxiety these days but knowing what's next prepares us to face what's now and if we can know what's next if we can begin to get a semblance of what's about to happen 
then I believe that's a, that allows us to land at a spot that says, okay, God said something like this was going to happen. I'm going to look up. I'm going to make sure my relationship with him is solid, and I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to lean heavily into God's word for help. This is one of the reasons why we do this show and why we tell you these things of what could be um, and keep you informed and have you look over the horizon because knowing what's next prepares you for now. And I, I hope we have many years together where we can uh, prepare each other and challenge each other. And hopefully we'll be able to get back to a time here soon where we're not talking about this heavy stuff all the time. But we are truly blessed to be alive if we, if we choose to view it as we are going to receive the greatest challenge that humans may have ever had. And we're the ones to really prove who we really are. Not circumstances, but our choices. What a gift to be offered a chance to be a giant. Choose to be that giant. We'll see you Monday. The Glenn Beck Program.